thought leaders, storytellers and griots sharing personal highlights on Stories of the Week. On the Jet Set Breakfast and Kids and Screen Time, an expert offers advice for parents and teachers. So, uh, with our children spending so much time glued on their screens, is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Just to give you some insight, the World Health Organization recommends that school-going children between the ages of 5 to 17 years limit their recreational screen time. And the recommendation for 2 to 4-year-olds is not more than one hour of screen time per day. Less is better. So it suggests that children younger than two should have no screen time at all. I feel guilty as charged because I'm a grandparent who has a two and a half year old who spends so much time on the screen. I need to go and take off that screen fast. But uh, joining me online and to talk about this serious issue because it's, a issue, it's an issue we need to really tackle. I've got Catherine uh, Draper, Associate Professor, uh, SAMRC Developmental Pathways for Health Research Unit, joining me online. Good morning and a warm welcome to Jet Set Breakfast. Good morning. Thanks for having me. So how much time do you, uh, should your child spend looking um, at, screen, at screen today? So you, you hit the nail on the head with the WHO guidelines, and we actually also released around a, a similar time in South African guidelines, just to put them in context for our country. But we, we do make the same recommendations. And maybe just to, to pick up on your point is, you know, what these guidelines really represent is not you know, stick to make parents, to beat parents and make them feel guilty, but really to say, what do we aim for? What what are healthy um, limits around these types of behaviors? Just like we think of, you know, what we eat and, and those kind of things. You know, what are what are the healthy boundaries and what are things that parents can aim for? Um, and when we do share these with, with various parents and caregivers and practitioners, we, we do get a similar response. And what we really try and encourage is what, small steps can you take in the right direction and many many caregivers and parents don't know that that you know screen time for a child under the age of two is not actually beneficial for their development it's but we also recognize that you know parents caregivers face many challenges um, they have many different priorities in life uh, things that they are juggling times are tough um, and so we all just also do want to understand you know, what are some of the factors that contribute to that, but how can we then help them understand what is the really key role that they play in their child's development and what are some of the things that they can do. And I did, you know, hear your um, upcoming guest is talking about reading from a really young age, mm -hmm. and something like that is incredibly beneficial for children's development across a range of things. It doesn't just expose them to language and literacy, but it... Um, helps with their social and emotional development and it provides a really great time for caregivers and parents to connect with the child or even an older sibling to connect with the child um, when they're reading together um, and that's often something that's missing when children are spending time on screens mm. is and that connection yeah so what are, what are the side effects of of spending too much time you know on your screen i mean what are the negatives so Certainly for really little ones, so babies and infants, their brains are just not ready to um, uh, kind of take in that level of sensory stimulation. Um, and so they're not able to process it in a way. Obviously, it can kind of 
soothes them temporarily or it's kind of it distracts them. But from a brain development point, point of view, their brains are not ready to accept that. So then the brain is spending time trying to figure out what's all the stuff coming in and perhaps they're not spending the time that it needs on other areas of development. Um, and for, for children around preschool age, you know, say three to five years, you know, things like um, paying attention, uh, being able to concentrate, um, those are all start things that when, when there's too much screen time, those kind of things start to suffer. Um, as kids get older, there's just more and more research coming out, particularly in terms of what children are being exposed to on those screens, um, in terms of, say, social media, what are some of those detrimental effects on, on, on young people in terms of their ability to socialize, to communicate, uh, to connect with others, and how does that then have ramifications for their mental health? Um, so I think the, the, the approach I take is to say, well, what are all the different aspects of child development and how does you know, spending time on the screen, how does that impact on other things? So if a child is on screens, are they not playing outside, for instance, if they have a safe space to do that? Are they not spending time with their peers? Are they not spending time with their caregivers? Um, so when they're not doing those things, what are, what are they missing out on? And things like developing motor skills, um, fine motor skills. So swiping on the screen is not nearly as helpful from fine motor skills as drawing or writing or just playing with um, whatever you have in the home, little blocks or Tupperwares or things like that for little kids. So, so what is it taking away from other beneficial um, activities? Mm. And and you know what? Devices like cell phones, laptops, tablets have really become tools for entertainment and education mm. in, you know, in most parts of the world. And that just makes it a, a little bit more difficult as a caregiver, or as a parent to then come home and say, uh, you are not going to have screen time because the child will say, at school, we had a tablet and we were learning from a tablet. Why shouldn't I? Yeah. So in this in this instance, how can we encourage our children that separate the two? You know, when you come from school, it's a different learning process. When you come home, it's a different socializing process. Yeah. No, that's a really good question. I, I think we probably need to figure that out as adults as well, because for us to, you know, separate the work we do on screens, um, the work we do on screens, for, you know, for work and for entertainment is, is a line that I think we all um, struggle to find sometimes. So I think that's, so to help children understand that, obviously at certain ages, they're not going to understand that. And that's where you know parents and caregivers really step in to help put those healthy boundaries and routines in place. Um, but that really was was one of the motivations for the article was that obviously children from younger and younger ages are being exposed to technology as part of learning, and that certainly has a, a place. Um, and we certainly want to leverage technology to be to enable um, education to reach more kids, to be more effective, to be more engaging. But I guess the tricky part is then to say, well, if a child is spending so much time on the screen at school and learning from that, how do we need to balance that with what they're doing at home? And I think that's probably where the research and the science doesn't move at a fast enough pace, in, you know, at the same pace as how these technologies are developing. So I think we always, you know, because technology is growing so fast, always, we're not always able to, to catch up um, or to kind of keep pace so it's saying, well, let's just be aware that we don't know necessarily are there potential harm for spending, you know, so much time at school on devices and then coming home and spending lots of time on devices 
for more entertainment purposes as well. So I think the first step is really just to be mindful of that and say, okay, well, what are in the school environment? Are there other ways to intentionally say, okay, well, if children are working more independently on a device, can we add some more time where they then more intentionally um, are exercising their social skills um, and practicing emotional skills in terms of how they interact with other kids? If they're coming home um, and they've spent a lot of time on screens, can we just say, great, let's build in some time where you do something active, where you play outside or if, you know, if that's possible. We realize that's not possible for all children, but it's just saying, well, can we keep, not buy back some of that time, but can we make sure that we're addressing the different aspects of children's development and where possible provide them with opportunities, activities that we all know are going to be beneficial, um, and then try and aim for those, those healthy boundaries around the more recreational screen time for kids that you mentioned at the beginning. Mm. I've got um, a WhatsApp here from Kaz in Durban. Uh, Kaz says, what effect does too much screen time have on the eyes? That's uh, not my area of expertise, but I have, I have um, heard that that's, you know, that has effects as well. I'm not 100% sure how much that has been documented and studied, but um, I do think those are things to take into consideration as well, as is something like posture. So if children are sitting on a screen, are they slouched on the couch or on their bed? You know, is that helping them develop good posture? Um, you know, if you're bending over, looking at a screen all the time, does that, you know, bring about neck pain, those kind of things. So I think that's a whole other area to say, well, when we're physically doing these things, what effect does that actually have on our bodies that are maybe not designed for that amount of exposure or that, you know, amount of time spent in certain positions that aren't good for us physically? And in conclusion, just covering the basics so that you know what, we can all just have a reminder at the back of our brains to say, okay, it's time now, my child needs to stop. What sort of basics can you just share with um, parents, anyone who's listening right now? I would say that your child's most valuable resource for their development is their caregiver. And that might be a biological parent, that might be a granny or an auntie looking after them. But that is your most valuable resource for your development. And how can we maximize opportunities to tap into that resource? Whether it's playing together, whether it's telling stories, whether it's reading books, whether it's just spending time together and connecting, getting to know your child, then getting to know you um, and helping develop um, all the different skills and that connection and that time is just so beneficial for so many areas of their development and wherever possible, you know, choose opportunities for that connection and that's really going to help set a child, even in challenging circumstances, help to set them on a better path for life. Catherine, thank you so much for joining us on Jet Set Breakfast. Have yourself a great Sunday. Thank you, same to you. Okay, for now. Catherine Drapper, Associate Professor, SAMRC Developmental Pathways for Health Research Unit.